Maggie and I just happen to be black Could've named this black Margaret Ellen But ain't nobody saying all that I get to sit and talk to smart people That might be my friends All to get a greater understanding Of how oppression might end But I don't always talk about business Because edges they matter too So do credit scores and homesteading And how to find a good shoe I just want the space to be good for us And it's something that we own I ain't gonna talk y'all to death I just want us all to grow Black Maggie This episode is brought to you by the TNM Podcast. Catch Tone and Mags giving you reviews on everything they've been stuck in the house watching. That's the TNM Podcast, available on Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Stitcher. Welcome to the Black Maggie Podcast. Um, today's vibe is a tall glass of red wine. And the motivational moment... Mm, I had a few quotes that I was going to use, but one that was really simple um, is Alice Walker's quote, um, in search of my mother's garden, I found my own. So that's our little motivational moment. We're going to get into our conversation about black feminism and wine. Um, the guest today is Dr. Letitia Bates. She is currently the associate dean of, come on. Sociology in the Department of, and I don't have it written in front of me. Please help me. <laughs> well, some of that is right. Um, okay. You're close. So I am the Associate Dean um, for Inclusive Excellence and Community Partnership in the College of Arts and Sciences, but I am, in fact, a sociologist. Come on. These things, all of these things. <laughs> I'm like, today has been a struggle, y'all. I'm just going to be really transparent. Um, and the producer, you know, I fire him. I rehire him on these episodes. I've done some <laughs> solo ones. Um, and so now we've added Zoom into the mix. And so it's just been interesting. Um, so I don't have my same flow that I normally do when I'm solo. So please forgive me, audience. Um, but today, I, I wanted to ask the question because I've heard you talk in um, a lot of other settings, and I would like for you to explain to me, like I'm ashy, mm -hmm. what is black feminism? Because it's been hot in these streets. The people have a lot of opinions about it. They've been saying a lot of things in this Facebook world that we're all stuck living in because we're in quarantine. What is black feminism? Um, so if you ask you the first thing I'm gonna do is give you some cocoa butter. Um, so let's do that first. Because <laughs> we have to honor our ancestors and not be ashy. I think one of the problems with talking about black feminism is people try to make it so so deep in a kind of way that intellectualizes it and doesn't make it accessible for everybody to understand, right? And so I think black feminism is really about creating a space for black women, for women of color, for underrepresented women in the fight for equal rights, right? Because we can celebrate things like we just celebrated um, the anniversary of the Voting Rights Act for women. And it was like, yay, but wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Black women did not get the vote at that time, right? And so if we're thinking about black feminism, we need to be thinking about the solidarity among women that mm -hmm. considers those of us with the most marginalized identities, those of us that occupy space that isn't important to the rest of the world. And so black feminism is just really about saying to all women, 
if you are going to call yourself a feminist, Black lives have to matter to you. Black mm-hmm. lives have to be centered. And not just Black lives, right? Latino lives, all kinds of women in terms of racial and ethnic identity is what Black feminism is fighting for. And I think that's the, the foundation of it, right? Mm-hmm. When we think about feminism, folks think about um, the early parts of the feminist movement where white women were fighting for the right to work. I can imagine our foremothers looking at these women like, y'all fighting for the right to work? Come here, sis. Right, let, let me tag you in because we can switch and I can be at the house and you can be in these streets working. But we also have to remember when they were fighting for the right to work, they were not fighting for the right to do the menial work that black women were doing. Right. They were fighting for the right to go out and do corporate work while black women still worked in their homes. Right. Mm-hmm. And so black feminism, I think at its most um, basic level um, is about solidarity among all women for causes that impact the quote unquote lowly of us, mm-hmm. lowliest of us, right? So not just those things that matter to mainstream white women, mainstream women, but those things that matter to poor black women, for example. Right. So then I'm glad that you explained it in this way because we find ourselves, especially you spending more time on the internet because that's how we have to relate to people and stay safe, right? And there's been a lot of arguments like black feminism is tearing the black family apart. And it's, you know what I mean? And it's, and they get into these diatribes about misandry and like, it's a lot. So, um, so for a, a small amount of airtime, what would you say to someone that holds that view? I would say, let go of your white supremacist ideologies, right? Because this notion that white, that black women, that black feminism is responsible for dismantling black families. No, black women have been keeping black families together for eons. Mm -hmm. And so this idea that us asking for a seat at the table, us demanding to have the same rights, privileges, economic power that everyone else has is dismantling our families, I would then invite you to think about what must be wrong with our families that giving people equity dismantles them. Come on. So that's what I would challenge people to think about, right? And Mm -hmm. and that is not to suggest that there are not some women who espouse feminist views that suggest that they should be able to have as many partners as they want, that they should be able to do whatever they want. And that's okay too. But I think when people are making those comments, they they are really talking about keeping black women in a box, but they don't want to say that out loud. Right. Right. So I hope that clears some things up because I know that, that I will have sent some invitations to some cousins that are a little, (laughs) <laughs> a little rusty at the elbows, you know, and I want to make sure that they get an opportunity to get that breakdown. Um, so and I will say, I will say, Maggie, you know, I, I, I'm just a, a end of one, but I've been married for 13 years and I'm as black and feminist as they come. Right. Um, and, and my family is still intact. <laughs> and we like each other so you know what I mean on top of love right like like sometimes is that valley that you have to go down into we mm-hmm. like each other um and so that's really important yeah and I think that that makes that makes a difference um when you're talking about 
I'm going to guess that you were probably able to very clearly explain the, the space that you were in when you all first met, right? And mm-hmm. so then it wasn't hard for him to digest your views and he probably shared those views right. and so it made sense. That's um, right. I think that that getting people to actually sit down and get the view beyond like the meme information because right. I think we're, we're in a loop right now. Yeah. People are getting a lot of bad um, rebuttals back and forth because the people that are fighting are not, you know, uh, sociologists, right? <laughs> These are people right. with opinions that are on the streets and like yeah. done a little bit of research. So beyond the Google, um, right. hopefully that clears things up. So one of the things that made me really want to bring you in to talk to you was a concept that you um, introduced that I believe that you heard from elsewhere um, about squad care. Yes. And in these times that we are um, feeling disconnected or feeling um, just in a strange way, it's just a weird space that we're all in um, with COVID running rampant and figuring out how to navigate that and how to parent and how to be friends and all of that. So um, the concept of squad care is something that I wanted to bring to the audience. Could you expound on that? Yeah, I wish I could take credit for this. I say a lot of really smart things, but this one is not mine. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually heard uh, Melissa Harris-Perry give a speech where she was talking about um, the ways in which we talk about self-care seems really radical, right? Saying like, and and it is like, don't, I I don't think, I don't want to misappropriate her thoughts. And I don't want to suggest that self-care isn't radical, especially to black women and women of color in general, who are seen as like super women. We are never allowed to be tired. Mm -hmm. Taking time to just stop and take care of yourself is a very radical thing. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's even more radical than self-care is squad care. Because what happens is, is you are saying to women, who have internalized tropes about who they should be and what they should be doing, who ascribe to these ideologies because we don't want to be seen as lazy or not hard workers. We can't let things be undone. So we are working mules, if you will, right? Like we are the working mules. And so you are telling someone who is used to being a workhorse, a work mule, who understands that if I stop being that, what are they going to say about me? Well, I know exactly what they're going to say about me. So telling me to take a moment and take self-care that may not work because I'm not allowed to have self-care because that is what I have internalized. Mm -hmm. So what's even more radical than telling us to have self-care is telling us to engage in squad care. We're not going to slow down for ourselves. So having people on our squad, that's going to be like, you don't had that cough for two days. Mm -hmm. What you doing, sis? Did you go to the doctor? Mm-hmm. Having folks that say, the last time I talked to you, you were running around and here you go running around again. Mm-hmm. I need you to sit down somewhere, right? Yeah. And so this idea of squad care is even much more radical and rooted in an agape kind of love than telling someone to go do self-care because I'm not going to be able to easily turn myself off. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is that if I have folks in my circle who I trust, who I love deeply, who I trust to love me deeply, when they tap me on my shoulder and take my car keys and tell me to sit down somewhere, 
that's going to make me engage in that self-care via the squat care, right? Because they're mm-hmm. making me slow down. It's almost kind of an assault to our psyche telling us to do self-care. Because mm-hmm. I can't, what puppy say, can't stop, won't stop, right? Yeah. Like, that's what's ingrained in us. And that's how we've become successful. Yeah. I ain't become successful by sleeping in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we are doing what has worked, and that is killing us literally and so unless we have our squads around us that are going to rally Mm -hmm. and tell us you will sit down or i'm going to take you to task for it Mm -hmm. um that are going to tell us that it's okay if we sit down that are going to help counter all those negative thoughts that we have if we are trying to slow down Mm -hmm. right and so i'm talking about a kind of accountability and love that not just slows us down, but helps us deal with the anxiety of having to slow down. And I think mm-hmm. Corona has been a bit of a squad, if you will, right? I was yes. just saying, like, uh, in the wake of Chadwick Bozeman's death, 2020 has not generally been kind. But I do think that there are some lessons we can That's learn true. in this moment. And that sit your butt down somewhere mm-hmm. was one that the universe, that the Lord, whatever it is you believe, Mm-hmm. That that it gave us, yeah. Um, and, and it's a version of squad care. Like the Rona just gave us some quick squad care by slapping our behinds down somewhere. It really did, and and I think like especially when you talk about um, this pandemic, there's a dichotomy of sit down and don't stop moving. Right? There's mm-hmm, two things. Mm-hmm. So then there's yep. the one of like you gotta sit down because <laughs> yep. you don't have a choice because you know we were restricted for such a, a significant amount of time. But then there's the other side of it where it's like, okay, this virus is attaching and attacking in a way that it behooves you to start moving. So then it starts making you think about like Mm -hmm. caring for your own Mm -hmm. well-being, caring for your body. And so then I think that one of the the concepts of squad care that I think people that are loners or people that are... um, you know, they get their, they put their head down and they do what it is that they have to do. And I think yeah. the thing that will help inform them is that people trying to slow you down is not them hating on you. Yeah, it's that's like, right. It's a that's place right. of love. It's not them, you know, trying to, um, you know, oh, well, I see you doing all of these things and I just want you to hit pause because I feel it. No, it's I want you to hit pause because I want you to continue to be able to do great things for years right. to come and, and right. still be here. Um, and that's so, the important of, importance of the trust, right? Like, I don't think you can't have squad care with people who you don't trust, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I trust you to have my best interest at heart. So I know when you're telling me to slow down, it's not because you about to try to take my next speaking engagement, right? It's because you worried about my blood pressure. You worried because mm-hmm. you see these bags under my eyes when I take these glasses off, right? Like, mm-hmm. so it's the trust that is so important in in that squad care absolutely and i think that that has been a thing like we we're in a space where now we talk about bubbles and we talk about expanding beyond you know isolating in your house and finding a family or two that's connected and you all kind of do similar things and so then you make these bubbles and i think that um the concept of the bubble being introduced around the same time as the concept of squad care is a helpful mesh because then it's like, okay, well, I, I know what it looks like when I understand that like, we have a similar way of being, right? Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. have a similar goal in mind. Like, we're trying to stay on top of whatever this thing is. Yeah. Um, 
but we need to look out for each other. So I, right. I like that. And um, I knew that it wasn't yours, but the way that you put it, I like the way that you explained it. The first time I heard it, I was like, I'm going to use that again. I'm going to cite sis because we should be citing black women. 100%. But I'm going to use that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So then our, our last piece, because it's kind of falling from squad care, because to me, you know, I have a, an affinity for wine. And yes. um, I think that that's one of the things, like one of my go-to is like when it's finally time to sit down, like, oh, mm-hmm. it's glass of wine time. Let's so, literally wind down. Wind down, exactly. Yes. So um, I wanted to know your thoughts and whether or not you have tried so I am a 19 Crimes Australian wine fan. Have you tried Snoop's California Red? I have not because, okay. so this is the funny thing, right? You know, I grew up super poor on the south side of Chicago. I didn't even know like wine came in other things than a box until okay. probably like my second year of grad school. But oh. now I'm a bit of a wine snob. Okay. And I have not heard good things about it. I heard that it's bitter. I heard it doesn't taste very good. And Mm -hmm. I am more, when it comes to red, a Malbec kind of drinker. And so that, the California red is a very different kind of Mm -hmm. palette than Malbec, which is what I would prefer. And so I love Snoop. It's one of those things where like Cooper's Hawk had this John Legend wine. It's disgusting. It's not very good. But it had John Legend on the bottle. So I mm-hmm. tried it because it had John Legend on the bottle. And I bought a bottle and it's like sitting in my house. So right. I could imagine me buying a bottle for the culture and just mm-hmm. to have Snoop because I have this like love-hate relationship with Snoop, right? Um, right. We, so funny, we're talking about black feminism and we end with Snoop's, right? Um, and so mm-hmm. think about cognitive dissonance. So I might buy a bottle just to be like, for the culture, I got a bottle, but right. I don't know that I'm gonna be popping it and toasting it up like that. Mm-hmm. So those are my thoughts on it. So I, I love the fact that they have the interactive label because I'm like, I like wine. Um, but wine was a thing that I got into because I stopped drinking like liquor, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. my ease into wine was just like alternate. Like, let me, yeah, let me yeah. find my way in it. And I like dry wines as well. I like a, I like a fuller bodied wine. And so yeah. then I'm like, who asked for another California red? Like, <laughs> no, like, we weren't at a shortage. We weren't running out. No. Uh, but those interactive labels, I wonder whether or not his label is interactive. And if it is, I think I'm more interested in the story that is yeah. told yeah. than anything else on that. Yeah. So that's that. You talked about Cooper's Hawk. Is it worth the, um, the membership for Cooper's Hawk? So pre-corona, absolutely. Because one of the things I love about it is not only do you get your monthly bottles, but you also get free wine tastings. Mm-hmm. And they're super generous. So you get them on your birthday. If you have a partner or a spouse who you put on your application when you sign up for it, mm-hmm. they get free tastings on their birthdays and like a gift card on their birthday. You get it mm-hmm. on anniversaries. So they, I think what Cooper's Hawk has done is they have managed to understand what bring, brings clientele back. Give me mm-hmm. free stuff. Yeah. have good service mm-hmm. um and and they really do have i think some pretty tasty wines um and, and the atmosphere that they create i think it's definitely worth it if you are a wine drinker right um yeah 
I mean, it okay. could get boring because they have what they have. Every now and again, they'll have something new. But mm-hmm. I am one of those people, like, once I find what I like, that's probably what I'm going to order every time. And so mm-hmm. Cooper's Hop works for me. Nice. Okay. Um, so we talked about box wine very briefly. Yes. <laughs> okay. But what is your go-to um, cheap bottle of wine? So... People might judge when they hear this, but I'm going to tell you to turn your nose down and go try it yourself. Mm-hmm. Winking Owl from Aldi's. The Aldi's. O-M-G. Let okay. me tell you right now. So the selection is not very large. They have one in every kind of main broad category. So like they have a red, they have a white, they have a Riesling. Mm-hmm. Um, and then every now and again, they have some like fruity flavors, which are seasonal. Mm-hmm. But that brand from Aldi's, mm. it is so tasty yes. and it's cheap wine and 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 i think what has happened to cheap wine over time is they've changed it and dressed it up right so it's not in a box anymore you can still get box wine but mm-hmm. it's not in a box anymore but for four dollars you can get a super tasty um bottle of wine and if i'm making something like mimosas or sangrias i'm mm-hmm. going to all these to get my wine every single time because i'm not going to take my 40 dollar bottle of wine and put in no sangria some juice. okay yeah we're, we're not doing that. <laughs> but Aldi, I'm telling y'all, don't. Nice. You heard it here. Do not sleep on Aldi. Go and get you some Aldi wine. You uh-huh. twist the little top off. I was about um, to ask. <laughs> Is it a twist cap? It's a twist cap. That's how you know the difference in the price. Is <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the twist cap. But I promise you, it is the best bottle of twist cap wine you will ever have. Nice. Yep. That's, That's my, my go-to. I love a good bottle of some twist cap. Like, especially if it's like a girl's night. Mm-hmm. We go to like kick it somewhere. We had a Christmas party for um, the sister circles. And we went to the Kroger that was like right next to the hotel we were staying at. And I'm like, twist caps. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. what we don't need to be doing is looking for corkscrew or none of that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Like twist cap action. Um, so, yeah. I, um, I wanted to hold this conversation because I feel like um, when it comes to thoughts around how we show up and thoughts around, you know, how we can have fun and how we can explore like all of the areas of, of multifaceted surviving and thriving as a black woman in America, there's a lot of things to cover. Um, And so I am excited. I'm glad that I got a chance to talk to you. I have a few more people that I'm going to be talking to. And I hopefully I'll get a chance for you all to hear one another before things come out, but it depends on what this producer of mine (laughs) is. Is he he hired or fired this week? He's he's hired this week because he had oh, to help okay. me get on the Zoom. Okay. So yeah, okay. we're good. <laughs> okay. okay, but it depends on how fast he can he get the editing. But um, I would like to invite you all back to do like a roundtable bonus episode. Let me know when you're free. Oh my god! You weeks. know, I just, <laughs> I love just chatting with you. I think mm-hmm. I don't know that you know this, but. You are one of the people I admire so greatly because you just have so many amazing ideas um, and our our minds and our hearts match around wanting better for our people. And I think 
I may not necessarily have all the ideas around a lot of stuff. I think I'm, I'm in a very finite wheelhouse, but you are one of those people that I think if I had any kind of crazy idea, you would be one of the first people that I called to tell me to help me think it through to figure out like, how do I make this crazy thing a thing? I don't think I've ever said anything to you that you were like, girl, that's crazy. You were like, okay, so let's think about this. <laughs> um, and so that's one of the things I just, I just really admire deeply you. about you. And so I will show up wherever you ask me. Thank you. I appreciate that. I wasn't even, you know, I wasn't like, Hey, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Cause I feel like, um, the mix is very broad. Um, I was fortunate to get a lot of people to say yes from a lot of different time frames in my life. So they all mm. know a different Maggie. Yeah. Um, and they, and they all come from different walks of life and different professions and things like that. So it would be, um, I think a good time for us and for the people listening. So I'm so happy to have been able to be here with you. And I'm Thank definitely you. looking forward. You can't take it back now. Now you have, now no. you said it. So now it's the thing that's going to happen. It is. <laughs> it is. I appreciate it. So for everyone that's listening, um, this is the time where you are going to hear somebody's song from somebody's cousin's mixtape because I've been asking for it online. I asked people to send me their um, cousin's mixtape whoever is an independent artist out there that has a dream and they just want to be heard. So that's what you're going to hear next. And then after that, that'll be it until next time. Thank you so much for listening to the black Maggie podcast. Y'all take care. Thank you for listening to black Maggie podcast. And now please enjoy the sweet melodic rhythms of cold black singing. Take love slow. Take love slow Don't rush, please be sure Only true love will endure We've got the rest of our lives So we don't regret Well, there once was a girl that I knew very well She was all that a girl ought to be Streaks of sun in her head There was love in her stare These three words are what she'd say to me Take love Don't rush, please be sure Only true love will endure of our lives so we don't regret I was a man with the world in his hand she had passion and tears in her eyes when I kissed her I knew anything